welcome to Game & Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have another topic episode for you guys in the theme of Zelda. Another one that, uh, James, I think we are both very excited to talk about today. Yeah, we're talking about our favorite Legend of Zelda games by category. Think of this as kind of like a Zelda Awards. Yeah. We're each giving out to the games we like most for each one of the categories. We have curated a list of these categories because we've got Zelda fever. We do. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say what well, we can talk about it very briefly with no spoilers at the end, kind of like how our general experience with Tears of the Kingdom is going. But I think it's safe to say that it's quite an achievement. Uh, no doubt. Um, absolutely. No doubt about that. Yeah. So if you're here to hear us talk about that, you got to wait till the end. Or just yes. skip to the end. <laughs> you could do that. You don't, you know, you you can just skip to the dessert right away. You don't it's, have to eat That's dinner true. First. I won't yeah. put a timestamp in for it. So you're just going to have to slide that finger of yours. Yeah, uh, you crazy yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us some of our categories? Yeah, so there there is some, I mean, there are like really obvious categories that we didn't do, like best sell the game overall. Yeah. We are not doing that. However, I thought it would be very interesting to do this because... I'm just going to say right now, I, I, I thought very long and hard about some of these. Some of them were kind of automatics to me, but I would say more than half of them were not automatic. And my goodness, um, there are there are conclusions to be drawn based on based on what I've chosen. So it's funny. Well, yeah. it's funny you went through that arc because I went through a similar one. Uh, about half of mine I had right away and half I had to think about. But I even put in my notes at the end a section for uh, observations and takeaways, because I think based on what I picked, it kind of says something about me and the kind of Zelda games that I like. I, I think we absolutely need to kind of talk about that. I think we probably will as we as we go through. Like I, I wrote down like my gut instinct. So we're going to give a, a, a winner and a runner up for each one. Yes. And. I, I did all almost all of my number one pick, like my my winners um, first pass, just kind of gut instinct. And I went back and I changed like three or maybe three or four of them. And and thought after I had thought about them more and some of them, I thought about them more. It really just kind of affirmed that I made the right pick um, with my gut, which is great. Um, here are our categories. We have best link, best Zelda or I guess Zelda equivalent. Sure. Best Ganon or, you know, main antagonist. Sure. Best supporting casts of supporting characters. Best story. Best game world. Best graphics. And or, you know, best music. When I say best, I, I'm meaning like our favorite for all of them. Yeah. We're not, we're not here for, to rule that you're that, you know, if you disagree with us, that you're objectively wrong yeah. for graphics. I mean, I think um, I don't know about you, but for this, I would kind of lump in art direction in general, mm -hmm. um, not just simply graphics. So kind of the style as well. Yeah, as the yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you said that because, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Then, you rightly noted the last category, which for me was probably the most difficult, which was music. Uh, that was also the most difficult for me. And but then when I kind of went through a little journey with it, including re-listening to some stuff. And then when when all was said and done, kind of the answer was just like sitting there right in front of me. And I just had to I had to take a journey to 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 reach it. But I'm I'm very happy with my my pick for it. And 
I, I, you know, just, it was just weird that I didn't realize it right away. Yeah. I, um, I thought Zelda music and a song popped in my head immediately. Um, and I resisted it and then realized that there's a reason for that. And I need to put that game on the list. All right. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just do them in the order? Uh, do link first and well, you know, do link Zelda Ganon sporting characters, story, world graphics, and music in the order that I listed them. What what is this fan fiction corner? We're gonna do Link. Is that what you want? You pervert. We're gonna, we're gonna do Link. We're gonna do Link. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why don't we jump into Link, the hero of? Well, I was gonna say hero of time, but he's not the hero of time in every game. Oh, actually, uh, I, have, I have one thing to say before we we do this because. So Tears of the Kingdom is disqualified. We're nice. not we're not doing that. However, given the similarities between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like my Breath of the Wild picks, and I, as a hint, there is at least one. It kind of applies to Tears of the Kingdom too, so I'm kind of treating. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm telling you that by extension, I think that Tears of the Kingdom applies to. Yeah, to I mean, place. I don't think you can consider Breath of the Wild uh, and Tears of the Kingdom separately. Uh, especially playing well, Tears story of the wise, you story wise, yes, but they they just share so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, to 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 the point of Link, it's weird. Link was actually a really hard one at first, and then, well, I I my gut instinct was the one that I picked, but then I was like, is that true? Is that right? Am, am I right to have picked this? Because Link is silent. I mean, how do you evaluate this? Like character design, and this kind of goes this, this question you could ask about Zelda or Ganon too. What what did you use to evaluate this? Well, you make a really good point because Link is kind of, he's meant to be the silent protagonist. He's meant to be like a player stand-in. His name is Link because he is supposed to be a Link for the player. Yeah. Um, So I went with design. Also, I did go a little bit with personality. Um, Link has kind of a sliding scale on his personality, depending on what Zelda game you play. Um, And so I kind of went on that as well. Would you like me to give mine first? Um, And I, let me just say first that I I think I picked my it's ultimately my favorite link that is the most expressive and has the most actual like visual like display of character, if that makes okay. any sense. Uh yeah, than, like than all than all links than in my opinion. But what's yours? So my favorite link is Link from Breath of the Wild. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Tell me why. Um, I think it's the best origin for Link. Uh, I kind of went back and forth again with that sliding scale on his personality. There's also kind of a sliding scale on what we do and don't know about Link Mm -hmm. uh, based on the game we're playing. Mm -hmm. We get more detailed backstories for him, like something in Ocarina of Time, where he's the one Hylian living in the Kokiri Forest. Um, But I really like the origin for Link in Breath of the Wild. Um, He's just a castle swordsman. That's Mm -hmm. really all we need to know. He's not anyone special. Um, but he also at the same time, like Castle Swordsman, I think is cool. I think him being a rancher in Twilight Princess is super lame. Um, so it, it's an origin for him that's fitting. Um, I don't think we need to know his family or like who he's staying with. Like we've seen him as the apprentice to a blacksmith before. Um, I think he works as a great true like link to the player. He's enough of a blank slate to work with while mm-hmm. still being expressive. And I think the art style goes a long way for that. Okay. Um, I like his design getting away from Link's more traditional green clothing. I like the blue and white uh, in his Breath of the Wild design. Mm-hmm. Something else that I thought about um, with Link, Zelda, and Ganon 
is that they're tied to these Triforce pieces. Uh, and I think that the Link in Breath of the Wild is the most um, expressively courageous Link we've seen. Mm. Uh, the Link in Breath of the Wild faces down some of the more impossible odds that we've seen in a Zelda game, and he loses. Yeah. He fights on and he loses and kind of has to come back and, and rise again. Yeah. Um, and I think the meta of the game as well, like you are the most courageous Link in this world because of how um, inhospitable and antagonistic the world of Hyrule in Breath of the Wild is to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, for all those reasons, I really like the Breath of the Wild link. Um, I'll give my runner up. Uh, Runner up is Wind Waker. Okay. Wind Waker is one of those where his slider on the personality is way up and the information we get about Link's life and his background and things like that is slid way up. Um, I like that. I love the idea that there's this coming of age ceremony for boys to emulate the hero of time. I think that's a really cool backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like his devotion to his sister and his grandmother. Um, I like those personal connections that he has. Yeah. But comparing the two of them, I like that the breath of the wild link is kind of more mysterious and has not mysterious. Like that makes him interesting, but um, he's more of a blank slate. And uh, I kind of am more drawn to that. Hmm. Well, I've got the reverse. Wind Waker okay. is my pick for for favorite Link, and Breath of the Wild is my runner up. All right, um, basically all I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna steal all your reasons for Breath of the Wild. I basically just kind of put like that hits. He's just cool. Yeah, he is cool. <laughs> he's really he cool. Um, I didn't put the blank slate thing, but I like that about him. I ultimately at the end of the day, though, I mean, Toon Link is so expressive. It, I, I think it's the most expressive Link has ever been in a Zelda game by far, and I totally agree. Like, I love that you're just starting out as a kid who's just trying to save his sister and you don't get like saddled with all of this prophecy mumbo jumbo right away. You're just kind of on this grand adventure to save your sister and you just want to go back home. And then by the time you're able to go back home, you're just like, Oh man, you've been like imbued with this whole new sense of purpose. Yeah. And two, I love how, and this talks to the story a little bit, but it also connects to link. Um, You kind of mentioned a little bit, but like, the scope of Link's adventure kind of keeps broadening in yeah. Wind Waker. Um, and I like seeing Link's like journey through that broadening, um, yes. especially with his expressiveness. Um, you look at something like his goofy expression before he gets thrown uh, off the catapult into Forbidden Fort with something like his expression during the final battle with Ganon. Yeah. Like he runs the game between these very intense expressions and these like really goofy, funny ones. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, moving forward, let's do our, let's name each of our favorites and then do a runner up second, just in case we can just easily refer to each other's in case one of our runner ups is like the, yeah, hey, the someone else's, you, you know, gotcha, gotcha. you get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Zelda, who do you have for Zelda? Um, for Zelda, my favorite Zelda, I barely had to think about this is from Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um, because of Sheik? One- chic uh i put yeah. in my notes chic need i say more yeah um i did say more so uh <laughs> i i think that uh chic and zelda by extension and ocarina of time um i think she's probably like the most proactive zelda we've seen in the series she eventually gets damseled but she directly involves a lot of the action during both child link and adult link uh link's time I think her chats that you have with her when she teaches you the ocarina songs are like a highlight for the whole game. 
I remember when I was playing this game for the first time and she would show up and then her music would play kind of the harp uh, theme. And I always got excited. And even when I replay that game, every time Sheik shows up, um, I'm paying attention. I love the Ocarina songs, um, but that gets into something later. There's just something both kind of serene and mysterious about Sheik before you know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, Child Zelda is very good, too. She's also proactive and um, in the plot and child Zelda in this game directly gives Link his mission for the entire game. Yeah. Um, I like her design. It's pretty basic because again, it was the Nintendo 64. Um, But even with the art style, um, it's a little basic, but I think it still is enough to give her her own look and identity. Yeah. Yeah. All good reasons. Yeah. So she's definitely my favorite Zelda. Um, Nostalgia also plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, nostalgia almost weighed in pretty heavily. Uh, I'm going Wind Waker again. Okay. Uh, I love that Zelda is not Zelda for the vast majority of the game. I mean, technically, Tetra is always Tetra. She's just like an incarnation of Zelda. Yes. And I I, I love that. I, I love that she's just like this badass pirate leader, helps Link rescue his sister. She's captured by Ganon and then revealed to be that incarnation. I think it's a really awesome, varied arc for for Zelda. And I and I think that it just like immediately not that not that Zelda is damselly, and I think that the the Zelda games have done a pretty good job in the more modern age of Zelda games. I mean, really starting with Ocarina of Time, making Zelda not a damsel. I mean, Sheik is not a, not damselly. I mean, Sheik's a mysterious character. You don't really see Sheik fighting, but you get the sense that like Zelda as Sheik could hold their own. But yeah, absolutely. Tetra is like oh, like for a while to me like the most like badass, least damselly Zelda. Um, it's weird when Tetra does end up in like the Zelda princess outfit. You're just like, ah, that doesn't that doesn't seem right. It doesn't match her. It doesn't it doesn't match her. Um, But I just I think that it's such a cool arc for Zelda and also just character design. I love that she's a pirate. I like pirates. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see either of these twists coming uh, that Sheik was Zelda or that Tetra was Zelda? Because I they both caught me by surprise. We talked about that in the in the Ocarina of Time episode. I don't think I saw the Sheik one coming. The Tetra one, I feel like I did. I don't know if I was just old, slightly older and wiser. Um, but I'm like I'm playing a I'm playing a Zelda game. I, I this Zelda's got to be in it. And if I'm Link, where's Zelda and no other female characters came around. Well, so. I, I'm older and not wiser because I did not figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's your runner up? Um, I was really torn between Ocarina of Time and what I ultimately picked for my runner up, which is Twilight Princess. Okay. Um, I love the character design of Twilight Princess. Um, everything in general. Um, I, it's the most adult uh, and kind of serious that I feel like it's ever been um, even breath of the wild, which is, you know, a lot more adult is still a little bit cartoony in a way. Um, There's something generally like grotesque about twilight princess. And I mean that in the best way possible, like the character design it's a Tim Burton movie. It, it There's like, there's a skosh of Burton in yeah. twilight princess. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I, uh, I, I just like that. I think she looks like incredible in, and I'm not saying like, She's like totes bangable. No, no, no. <laughs> that's no. not what I'm saying. Uh, she's just like really like commands this the screen when she's on it. 
in in Twilight Princess. I love that she sacrifices herself. Um, not like really, but like she kind of she she like kind of helps save Midna. Yeah. Um, when Midna gets hurt. And, you know, I think she's really badass when she helps you at the end um, again in the fight against Ganondorf. And okay. so, yeah. But yeah, Ocarina of Time was a really, really close like runner up to that, too. I think it's I think ultimately I went with Twilight Princess because I like when Zelda's not a young girl the entire time or like for half, half, half the time. Yeah. When you meet Zelda um, in Twilight Princess, she's pretty capable um, already. Oh, she's, oh yeah. She's already pretty hyper capable. Um, and then you, it's kind of interesting because in a lot of Zelda games, like you as Link is, uh, you as Link are kind of saving Zelda or things like that. But yeah. in Twilight Princess, like you're helping Zelda. Zelda's kind of the main, um, making the action happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, my runner up was Tetra um, slash Zelda from Wind Waker. For a lot of the reasons that you said. Yeah. Um, I like the idea, again, that she's an incarnation and does not realize that she's Zelda. Um, and in general, she's just really fun. Like, she's a fun, cute character. Like, she has really, like, clever dialogue. She's well-written. Um, love the design. I just think she's, like, it's really fun. It's a fun reveal, and it's a fun character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who do you have for Ganon? Or- for Ganon. This yeah. one, again, came to me right away. Uh, Ocarina of Time Ganon. Okay. Or rather Ganondorf in this case. I like his origin. Um, He's the prince of the Gerudo. um, And in this version of Zelda, um, that means he is the only male born every hundred years. I think that's cool to give the Gerudo kind of a little lore like that. Um, And it almost makes Ganon seem like fated, that Mm -hmm. he was this fated awful thing that was coming. Um, I also like that. Most of the time, Ganon, especially in earlier Zelda games, is just this kind of force of evil that you're battling against. Um, and even in something recent like Breath of the Wild, like Calamity Ganon is not a character. It's just this force. Yeah. Uh, so in Ocarina of Time, I like that he is kind of scheming. He's like this scheming um, political planning character. Mm-hmm. Um, he originally approaches the King of Hyrule almost like as a diplomat or trying to establish relationships. But it's all a trap. Right. He's more than just the demon king here. Mm-hmm. I like that this is the first humanoid appearance of Ganon. Um, I think his design, like they make him clearly evil, but he's also <laughs> uh, alien and kind of off putting, like with his big nose and green skin. Um, or like you're his... just racist. Or I'm racist towards Gerudo. Because <laughs> they all look like that. Because all the Gerudo look the same. I can't. Except he's the only man. So yeah. maybe you're just sexist. Maybe. Um, and then his beast form does show up, and I think the design on his beast form is very cool. Um, yeah. It does pay homage to Ganon from the past, while it's like kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that the beast form of Ganon in Ocarina of Time is like scary, and I think they do a good job of making it scary. I would say the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess final forms of Ganon, um, like especially that big boar in Twilight Princess, they're intimidating, but I wouldn't call them scary. Well, there is no final, there is no Ganon form in Wind Waker. Yeah. Well, I was, I guess I was thinking the puppet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is yours? Mine is Wind Waker. Okay. Because this was really hard for me to, to pick. Um, I kind of, it was like between character design and final boss fight. And because, like, I mean, Ganon and Ganondorf are not really, they, you know, 
I, I agree that I, I prefer when Ganondorf is in play, um, regardless of whether Ganon is also in play. Like the oftentimes, right? It's like you fight Ganondorf as Ganon, and then Ganondorf is Ganondorf, you know, or, or you know, Ganon is Ganondorf, however you want to say. I mean, I, yeah. I guess it's Ganon that takes human Ganon, Ganon and then beast Ganon. Right. And I think that like having a human helps just have a human form. It instantly makes the kind of like a more like I, I like I, Breath of the Wild is it is I, I love it dearly. Probably. Yeah. One of my favorite Zelda games. And I think the, the Calamity Ganon threat, it was never at all a motivating factor to me. And the fact that you never fight Ganondorf and really get that much detail on Ganon in that, I think was a mistake. They should have kind of done that. And I think they're remedying that in Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah, um, I mean, honestly, like Breath of the Wild, they could have just excised Calamity Ganon and call it something else or just done a different villain. And it really wouldn't have changed much at all. Yeah. And and but ultimately, and maybe I'm being a little shallow uh, in this regard, but and you said it during the top eight Zelda dungeons, um, this is the best final boss fight. Just it just is. This is like the, the dopest setting. It's just awesome. And for that reason alone, yeah, for that reason alone, uh, I'm picking it. Um, And then how you kill Ganondorf. Oh, yeah. Just so good. It's it's incredible. Um, And also just Ganondorf. Ganondorf is like very, I mean, it's cartoony, but like, man, is he just like so evil and he just mocks you and he's got a great monologue at the end. Um, It's great. and that's so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Wind Waker. Yeah, Again. I like how he just bats Zelda to the side. I like his twin swords. I think those are cool. Yep. yep. So yeah. I've got I've got three Wind Wakers so far. Uh, okay. What's your What's your runner up for Ganon? My runner-up is Wind Waker Ganon. All right. Um, and again, for a lot of the same reasons, um, I like that he's more of a schemer, um, just like the Ganon Ocarina of Time. I kind of don't like Ganons that are like Twilight Princess or Calamity Ganon or the Ganons of old, mm-hmm. that they're just this evil leader of a demon army. Um, I don't think that's yeah. super interesting. Agreed. Uh, and my runner-up is Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Well, I, I will say my one note for Wind Waker Ganon is mm-hmm. um, we see like just too little of him. Yes. Um, like a little bit more, I think, would have been better. I, I completely agree. But it's enough. I mean, I they're clearly just you're you're kind of they're relying on your familiarity with the character and you kind of bring that to the game every time you play it as a Zelda fan. Yeah. So it's, and it's, I guess it's like you see him more than you actually do. And I guess it's kind of a sign of a successful villain. Like I want him to have more screen time. So they obviously did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump. I'll echo all your reasons for picking um, Ocarina of Time Ganon for the same reason me picking that Ganon is my, my, um my runner up. And I'll just add nostalgia to that yeah. as well. Yeah, I had um, the collection of figures. I had a Link, Zelda, and Ganon uh, mm-hmm. figure, like a set of three I got for Christmas. Um, played with those ad nauseum. Like, nice. love those character designs. Love it. So what's our next uh, category? Sporting characters. Supporting characters slash cast. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to take this one or should I start? Sure. Uh, I have Wind Waker again. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a solid choice, though. We've got we've got Beetle, Aaron. We've got I, Sal- you know we got Salvatore. Can you beat yep. Sploosh? I mean, Beetle Beetle by himself is pretty good. Yep. We got Tingle, who's not insufferable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got the other pirates. They're like they remind me of like the Mama Yudo gang. 
you're gonna have to refresh my memory. Oh, uh, it's uh, Porco Rosso. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so just like the, the the gang of pirates, you've got your sister, you've got Medley and the Ritos, you've got uh, Makar and the Koroks that are, that are so adorable that are just very clearly like sp- the spirits from uh, Princess Mon- Mononoke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, that too. I mean, but yeah, it, it's just such a such a cute and fun and exciting and just just delightful set of characters um, in Wind Waker that you encounter. I I, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, my greatest cat or best cast slash supporting characters. I put Majora's Mask. Oh, I love that pick. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because while like I love the diversity and the designs in Wind Waker and a lot of the Zelda games for the different races and characters, I think in Majora's Mask, you get to know these people better than the cast of any other Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, you are constantly solving their problems. You're finding them their happy endings. You're getting kind of a full picture of what these people's lives are like in Termina. Mm-hmm. Um, the side quests are by far the most in-depth in all of Zelda. Um, in this game and character focused yeah, and character focused. And I like that the NPCs are almost uniformly this whole game. I mean, it's been talked about to death, but there's just something like slightly off um, about everyone and kind of what they're doing. Very lynching in that way. Very lynching. Um, yeah. Very lynching. So I don't have a ton more to say. I just remember like different side quests, like where you have to chase the aliens away from the ranch to protect the cows, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course the couple um, who the one guy gets turned into a little little boy. Um, There are just so many that I remember from this game and so many of the supporting cast. So for me, it's gotta be Majora's Mask. Just like when we were doing the top eight dungeons, I was like, man, I want to replay Majora's Mask, even though it's a guide game and just you talking about it. I I think I'm, I think I have a replay in me this year. I got to do it. Yeah. Um, And two, if you are following a guide and you play the game before, like it's not going to take you forever. No, not at all. And I will follow a guide just because there's too many things. I haven't played it enough and there's too many difficult things about it that I think make it like I I admire a person who knows Majora's Mask so well. They can do all the masks without having to look anything up. I have to look everything up. Well, I mean, or the hidden fairies. Yeah, exactly. In the temple. God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was your runner up? Majora's Mask. Okay, makes sense for all of the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, and to, to to kind of piggyback off of you saying like you really you feel like you really know these people. I mean, you, the 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 threat in Majora's Mask seems so much more oddly personal than um or just like you almost it's like so... you really feel for them. They're like you, all of your lives are going to end in three days, and they all there's this kind of like per like pervasive existential dread like in the game that every character experiences and which makes sense. And it's fitting for the threat and the story. Whereas you have breath of the wild, which like is a cast I love. Right. But like Kakariko village is so far from Hyrule castle that like calamity Ganon isn't even really bothering. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, yeah, we, it's hard to not like just, snowball and turn into like a big Majora's Mask corner. Um, but but there are just so many like if you play Majora's Mask, I guarantee you, you remember at least one of those side quests, whereas other Zelda games, you know, you play them, and you have a great time, but like you can't remember any. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, was your runner up? Um, Even though I just knocked it, my runner up was Breath of the Wild. Okay. 
Um, just because there are so many people in there this are. game, and so many of them have all these like little like quests, if you pay attention, or like little things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get the same depth as you do in something like Majora's Mask, or even I would argue Wind Waker. Um, but you get a lot of them, and some of them can like give you fairly interesting information, or what they have you do is fairly interesting. I also like that Breath of the Wild includes returning favorites. Like we do get a beetle in Breath of the Wild. What mm-hmm. would we do without beetle? True. Yeah. So this one wins mainly because there are just so many of them. Um, but yeah, Breath of the Wild is my runner up forecast. I with Breath of the Wild, I feel like the sheer quantity of supporting characters, they all start to blend together to me. And I'm having the same experience with Tears of the Kingdom. That's true. That's and I'm fair. I'm glad that you seemingly are not having that experience. But like I, I there like I could not tell two different like supporting characters apart. Um, for the most part in in Breath of the Wild, though there are some characters in Tears of the Kingdom that very much stand out, uh, that I love dearly, and some of which uh seem very inspired by certain bird like characters in One Piece. Oh, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. If you know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. How did he survive that explosion? It was supposed to be three <laughs> miles wide. Anyway. Anyway. Story. Okay. This was the hardest one for me. Was it hard for yeah, you? This was hard for me. I definitely had my number one. Um, like, oh, okay. came came to me without a lot of uh, like uh, Derman Strong. Um, my okay. runner up was a little harder. My 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 number one and my runner up were like neck and neck. What what was your what was your winner? My winner was Wind Waker. Okay, um, because I think both as its own thing and as a sequel to Ocarina of Time, I love and we've talked about this. I love how it balances those really small personal stakes at the beginning of Link just saving his sister and helping Tetra to again this really grand tale of like the Triforce, the fate of Hyrule, defeating Ganon. Yeah. And it never feels like it jumps too fast, too far. Like every the pacing of the story feels really well done, minus searching for the Triforce. But I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, I think twists come at a good clip. Um, I, I just really like it. And again, the final confrontation with Zelda and Ganon. Um, I think Ganon in the story, you get um, a little more motivation for him than you do in other stories. Like you can kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah, in Wind Waker, in a way that you can't with a lot of other Ganons. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Wind Waker is my favorite story. Wind Waker, I'll just say right now, is a runner-up, but my, it might as well be tied for first okay. because it's so close to my 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 winner. I picked uh, Majora's Mask. Okay, and um, tell me why. The reason being, kind of just specific props to Nintendo for trying something really really weird but surprisingly emotional and dark and i i just i had to pick it for yeah just the kind of the audacity right like at the time i totally rejected this game i was like where is ganon where is zelda what is happening this is like what is this this random skull kid character like i saw a skull kid in lost woods in ocarina of time now this is like the main enemy kind of like well i was or not the moon. like the enemy right. is the moon i was not into that at all but man have i come around on that um i mean you are granted like you know in, in a lot of these games like you know there's a threat like ganondorf has created this 
this like environmental hazard or something that's like plaguing the people of this region. Like that's not a foreign thing. But for some reason, like the fact that like you have the water of Woodfall being poisoned and like the Deku, the Deku suffering, right? Like they're like Snowhead is like in it, like, in an eternal state of like a snowy blizzard, right? And the Gorons are are dying, right? Yeah. Like the the Zoras are dying in Great Bay, and and I forgot, I actually forgot about Ikana. I think like there's. There's zombies. Who, who, there's like a, oh, there's, yeah. there's some curse. I, I can't believe I'm forgetting yeah. this, but yeah, but I think there's I, some curse. I think you're right in that like the stakes across the board are very high. Yeah. Whereas the stakes across the board in other Zelda games, like it varies. Um, but pretty much the stakes here are all um dire. Right. And you go into the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole idea of like these giants and like trying to help, like using them to stop the moon from crashing. It's like the scale of Zelda. It's just so odd. It's so different. I mean, Zelda is, has done massive scales. You fought bosses that are enormous, but like for some reason, like it never ceases to amaze me that you are trying to stop the moon from crashing into Termina. And there are these giant giants that help you do that. And there's this, just like incredible powerful evil that can cause the destruction of all humanity that's contained in a mask it's just so audacious and and i love it so much and and so for my runner-up wind waker i mean that to me i mean there you have your hero's journey and it's more a more of a classic zelda story but just like a twist on it right like you're just like random kid who's trying to save your sister and then you kind of get roped in all this other shit Whereas all the all these other Zelda games, you either start the game immediately and you're like, I'm on a quest and I got to stop Ganon. Um, or you get quickly brought into that type of situation. But it doesn't feel that way with 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 Wind Waker. It kind of Wind Waker is just, again, with, with the exception of the Triforce pieces, like is paced, like you said, really, really well. And I think they slow roll the larger story elements to you in a way that I think absolutely works. And leaves you wanting more. Um, yes. Like once every twist comes, leaves you desperately wanting to know what's going to happen next, um, yes. which was not true of other Zelda games. Like Twilight Princess, I really didn't give a fuck what was going to happen next, to be yep. totally honest. Um, mm-hmm. So my runner up was Majora's Mask. Hell yeah. Um, for many of the reasons we said. I just like that we didn't talk about it, but like, where is Termina? Why is Link there? How did he get here? Like, what is going on? And I think what you brought up about a lot of other Zelda games is that it kind of begins with a sense of adventure, whereas Majora's Mask just begins with questions like, yeah, what is happening? It's by far the strangest adventure Link has been on. We talked about how dire kind of the threats are on all sides. And it's just I like that this sense of gloom kind of permeates the whole game, not the gloom from Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, um but yeah there's just like you were saying that it's kind of a brave choice for nintendo to release this really um depressing zelda game it would be like if pokemon released like pokemon gold and silver and then pokemon like bipolar disorder pokemon bipolar depression like those are the versions (laughs) yeah like very like a very strange move but one that i think works and it it's there's nothing like it in Zelda. Um, I was expecting Tears of the Kingdom to have some Majora's Mask energy to it. Um, and it really doesn't. Um, this Majora's Mask stands on its own. And might forever. Like yeah. I, I don't know if we're ever gonna get a game like that ever again. I and mean, it seems like 
they create like the Zelda designers they they want to take Zelda continuously in an open world direction from now on that's their new standard and I actually think that's a shame as much as I love Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom um I would love another like contained solid like 30 hour Zelda story again well, now that I'm thinking about Wind Waker, if I remember this correctly, and I think I do, I believe that when or I'm sorry, not Wind Waker, Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Majora's Mask was made under a very tight deadline. And I think it was part of that was someone at Nintendo said, like, you can make a follow up to Ocarina of Time, but it has to be done in a year. Hmm. Something like that. Something um, it was, like that, yeah. Yeah. So it like, was released two years after Ocarina of Time or like less than two years, which is yes. crazy. Um, but I think it goes to show that like for, again, that reason as well, with a bunch of other reasons, like, I don't think we're going to get something like this. Like you said, again. I, I mean, Nintendo makes such good games. I would rather them put out another game using the same assets they used to make the previous game and put that game out in like one to two years after, like if they had put out like a crazy Majora's mask like game in like 2019 after breath of the wild, I would have been totally in for that. Oh, so, uh, you know, the six years didn't fly by for you. No, they did not. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, Favorite world. Favorite world. Do you want to start this one? Sure. Uh, I went with Breath of the Wild. This was like a runaway winner for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell us why. I I mean, the sheer expanse of it. and And I say this as someone who can get overwhelmed with open world games. I'm just so impressed with Hyrule. And I, so a long, a long time ago, Back in high school, um, which is a long time ago, uh, one of my friends that I'd met my freshman year, he and I would talk Zelda a lot in gym class. And we would often say, because like Shadow of the Colossus had like just come out when we started talking about this, but we were like, let's get Zelda with a Shadow of the Colossus like world. Like mm. the, the just giant structures that like tower over to you that just have the, such mystery that you can scale, right? You can climb. And I and Breath of the Wild was basically that. That was like they they finally did that kind of thing. That the, the you feel so tiny in such a big world and the like the different biomes and such in, in, in the game are so like well realized. There are so many secrets to find. They make you it really rewards that exploration doesn't feel like a big empty world. Um, even though a lot of it is empty, I never kind of, they fill it with such engaging things. And even though this is not at all like my favorite supporting character list, I'm, I appreciate the sheer amount of people that you encounter. It makes sense for a world this big. It would have felt weird if you, there weren't stables everywhere with people and there weren't people walking paths between from place to place. It really feels like just like a massive world. It totally eclipses like everything else that came before it. And I, yeah, I'll never tire of just kind of like climbing a mountain and being able to see all this stuff that's in, in front of me that I haven't explored yet or that I have. And that I'm just haven't searched every nook and cranny. It just fills you with such wonder and awe. And it's, it's, it's really wonderful. Yeah, uh, mine is Breath of the Wild as well, for yeah. many of the reasons that you said. Um, it's the biggest world. It's the densest. It's the most detailed. If you look at Hyrule in Ocarina of Time or even Twilight Princess, like Twilight Princess, Hyrule was large. But it was empty. I mean, there was really very little to do here and there. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hyrule and Breath of the Wild, I was thinking about it. And Hyrule and Breath of the Wild like is the main puzzle of the entire game. Yeah, figuring out where to go, how to navigate there, how to survive, foraging along the way. 
Um, that is like truly the the big puzzle of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just the best Hyrule's ever been. There's like there's no question in my mind. Yeah. I think R- they'll do more obviously winner. in the future, but um, mm-hmm. for right now, this is the best. Yeah, and if you know, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom doesn't count, but you know. Not saying Tears of the Kingdom is the actual winner of this, but I'm also saying that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to keep playing Tears of the Kingdom before I decide which is better because Tears of the Kingdom, you know, without spoiling too much, it it adds to the world. Um, but I'm finding both like those additions meaningful, but also like some of them. Why? I, I even if some of them are a little like head scratching, I think that there are enough additions that i love where i'm not going to object and it's like you're making the best world in all zelda games even better in some respects so fair enough yeah um my runner up or are you doing your runner up go ahead my runner up was uh wind waker so Um, is mine (laughs) yep i mean it's just it's beautiful um even though you know it's an ocean so it's not as detailed or with as much stuff to do as breath of the wild um but it certainly has more to do than twilight princess or ocarina of time yeah uh i love the islands i love how they you know each island has its own identity and its own name um i love coming across them like discovering them is so fun um when you see one off in the distance and you just want to go there I think for me playing Wind Waker for the first time and being on the open ocean and seeing multiple islands in the distance and not knowing which one I wanted to go to first, like that's a clear sign of a successful world. Like I'm so excited and so torn. I can't even make a choice about where I want to go. Completely agree. Yeah. Runner up for the same reason. Yep. Um, And then what is our next category? graphics uh what's funny is we were kind of saying like graphics are art design like are an art direction when you bring in art direction it arguably could change my answer i kind of i i'll just preface by saying i picked my winner based on just like graphics which is fine like that's totally fine it's your choice yeah um even uh, so well i'm not i'm I'm not gonna preface anything else Uh, my my winner is wind waker Okay, um, so can we specify, do you mean original Wind Waker or Wind Waker for Wii U, Wind Waker Remastered? Well, I mean, I'll I'll go with that one then. Okay. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with the remaster, but I'm just going to, I'll just call it Wind Waker because I, I, the cartoonish stuff always worked for me. I was never part of that, like, anti-Zelda, the, the, the rage that people felt when they made this, like, cartoony Zelda game. I, I, I was totally in. And it's just so cute and fun. Um, I will never get tired of the cell shaded graphics. I, I think the, the game is a blast. It just looks gorgeous. And it, this isn't a runaway winner for me. Uh, I have like, I was really torn between two other runner ups. So I guess I would maybe look at this as like a three way tie in a way. But I, if I have to pick one as the winner, I'm going to pick Wind Waker. So, okay. so charming. What about you? Uh, mine is Breath of the Wild. That's my runner up. Um, yeah, I mean it's almost unfair cuz it is the newest and obviously they have the technical specs to make the graphics look really nice. Yeah. Um but like going with the style though as well, I think it blends like this soft painterly style with kind of anime-esque characters mm-hmm. in a way that's not as cartoony as Wind Waker, but definitely not as hyper-realistic as Twilight Princess. Yeah. I also think like 
again, this is because of the technology, but like the lighting effects, the weather, like all of these little details and the graphics are like a 10 out of 10. Yes. And I like, I wonder, and I've read a lot of think pieces, especially now about Tears of the Kingdom. Like, how does this run on Switch sometimes? It's insane. It's like a it's 2017 hardware. How does it yeah. do that? Yeah, I I almost wonder because Breath of the Wild is such a close runner up for me. I almost wonder if I picked Wind Waker just because I wanted to like not pick Breath of the Wild. But Breath of the Wild is so it's such a valid pick. Like it, it's it's just it's the best. I will say though, it's kind of like a, a second runner up. Like I I still really like the majority of how Twilight Princess looks. When when Twilight Princess came out, it was like the most like adult looking realistic you could say. Um. And I kind of wanted it to stay that way for a while, but like there are things about it that like the ca- I think the character design is weird. Like there are some yeah. ugly ass looking people. In that well, game. again, like everyone is slightly grotesque looking. I don't <laughs> it's know like why, every town is this, this town of freaks. <laughs> yeah, like all of like there's some there's like mercury in the water, and I, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is uh, why I did not ultimately pick it as my runner. I mean, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, and Wind, Wind Waker is just kind of a personal favorite. Breath of the Wild, I mean. I, Again, I, I would take Breath of the Wild, like the game. Eh, well, no, I won't say that. Desert Island, Breath of the Wild, or Wind Waker. I think I might take Wind Waker, even though you're out of your mind. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, love Wind Waker, but no. Um, my runner up was Wind Waker. I did the remaster version because it's better. Um, well, I was thinking yeah. about some of the remasters, and um, I, I actually think that the remasters for Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess kind of do the graphics a disservice interesting i think think the high fidelity of twilight princess like highlights how freakish a lot of the people are and then skyward sword i think like we were talking about in our last Zelda episode ranking dungeons and things um i think the painterly style in skyward sword looks really good when you're playing it on the wii um i because like with the draw distance effects um when you play the remaster they it, it doesn't work like it doesn't look that good I honestly, I mean, another reason I'll never play the Skyward Sword remaster. I I didn't like the Skyward Sword graphics when they came out. I thought it was too, the painterly stuff didn't work for me. I'm like, pick, pick something. And so I remember what, like, do, do full Wind Waker or do like Twilight Princess again. And I was wrong because in Breath of the Wild, when I I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, this doesn't, this looks better than Skyward Sword, but I hope it's not like Skyward Sword territory. It, it's it's a little bit like that. And I just think they they completely fixed their mistakes that they made with Skyward Sword. Yeah, it's almost like they married Twilight Princess and Wind Waker in a lot of ways. A, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Music, and that's our, our last one. Last one and the toughest one for me to pick initially. Yeah. But again, I, I thought Zelda music. I heard this song and I'm like, this has got to be it. What'd you go with? Wind Waker. So um, did you pick the Great Sea theme? The Great Sea yeah. theme, of course. So I will say that I think that is the best Zelda song ever. Yes. It, I did not pick Wind Waker, though. Okay. Um, I almost did. That was what I put as my gut instinct one. And I had to think about it. Um. A little bit more but sorry go ahead i just love that especially that theme the theme that plays when you're on the ocean it just screams adventure um yep. a lot of the music here screams adventure i like that a lot of the music is more upbeat um matching kind of the visual style but i love 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 that's this like haunted arrangement of the hyrule theme mm-hmm. and the drowned version of hyrule and the music that plays in ganon's tower i think the music is able to run the gamut between like very light and um matching the kind of visual style 
while also matching kind of the darkness of the story when it goes there. Yeah. Um, And I like the songs you learn for the Wind Waker. Um, They don't have anything on the Ocarina songs and Ocarina of Time, um, but they sound nice enough. Yeah. 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 I I feel a little like weird pick. So, So I like that pick almost more than my pick, only in the sense that like a lot of the stuff in my pick, which I picked Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um, a lot of the stuff in there are like music that has been used in older Zelda games. Um, there's a lot of the same motifs, a lot of the same themes that existed before Ocarina of Time. But I'm going with Ocarina of Time because those that music did not stick in my mind forever and ever and ever until Ocarina of Time. There's a like the Lost Woods theme, I don't think was new for Ocarina of Time. That was like a variation on something they'd written before for, I think, Link to the Past. Yeah. But when it, that when, is when the, I, like, that's yeah. the Lost Woods to me. Even though the great, the, the great sea theme is my favorite Zelda song, period, full stop. The first song I thought of when I said Zelda music to myself was the Lost Woods theme. Okay. And there's just so much iconic music in Ocarina of Time. I felt like I had to pick it for this. Um, it's funny. Like I love Wind Waker. Clearly, I picked Wind Waker for a lot of these categories. Um, the Great Sea theme is my favorite. Um, and I love the, all the other music for Wind Waker. But my runner-up is Breath of the Wild, not okay. Wind Waker. Wind Waker, I guess, would be a close third. And the reason I'm picking Breath of the Wild as a runner-up is pure atmosphere. It is the like ultimate like chill music. For the most part, like, I mean, get obviously there's some dramatic stuff in there, too. But where Breath of the Wild really sings, I mean, Nintendo had a really like is a really hard task. Like you're going to be wandering around a vast, open, beautiful and sometimes antagonistic world. You got to feel relaxed at times. You got to feel like unnerved at times. But like when you're just in nature, sometimes you just need some beautiful music and they just nailed it. It's not overbearing it's just the right amount. It doesn't, I wouldn't say it has any of like the most like iconic tracks, but as a, a, as a cohesive whole, I think the breath of the wild soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. I, yeah, I like all those reasons. Um, it wasn't my runner up, um, but I definitely agree with you. I would say breath of the wild is probably number three. And again, maybe not necessarily for like hummable tunes, but as you were kind of alluding to for like kind of the musical design in general. Yeah. What was your runner up? My runner-up was Ocarina of Time. Cool. Um, again, mainly because of n- nostalgia. Yeah. Like you said, for me, a lot of these themes, like this is the Lost Woods theme to me. Yep. Um, I love, like, I think the Ocarina songs are all bangers for the most part. Um, I love the Ocarina tunes. Yeah. Um, and just like as a one-off um, thing that I always remember from this game, the organ music that that is playing oh, yeah. as you ascend Ganon's tower. Oh yeah, and then you find out that Ganon's playing the organ. So clearly, the guy loves the arts. <laughs> he has some redeeming qualities, and we kill him. That's so rude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, okay. So, what are your takeaways from this? My takeaways from this, I wrote down a couple. Um, no 2D Zeldas at all for any of these. Nope, same, none. Um, I, I almost had, there were there were two times I considered 2D Zeldas, only twice. One was for Link because I was like, fuck Link? Like, he's nobody. <laughs> I'll just go with the original Legend of Zelda because it's an iconic design. But then I thought about it more and I realized that it's, that's not even a runner-up. And then um, Sporting Characters, Oracle of Seasons has some fun ones. 
Link's Awakening has some fun ones as well. That yes, Link's Awakening too. Oh, one other thing, like I, I, I'm reason I meant to give for the Majora's Mask runner-up uh, pick for sporting characters is it introduced the hand in the toilet. Oh, which would make return appearances. <laughs> yeah, in uh, ages. Skyward Sword. Oh, it's Skyward Sword too. Ah, yeah, forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So sorry. Other takeaways. Um, I didn't have any Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess, um, which makes me kind of think about why I picked that or rather didn't pick those. Um, And I think they're both great Zelda games. um, But having had these discussions about Zelda, you know, recently that we've had and playing Tears of the Kingdom, I've really narrowed down like I really think Ocarina, Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild are just like my top three. No question. Yeah. And I would say. I almost hate, I mean, I'm not necessarily prepared for a let's rank the Zelda games episode. Oh, and I don't mean that in one, that specific order, one, two, three, either. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Even my, well, even my top three feels weird because again, Tears of the Kingdom is so much like Breath of the Wild. And I think, I think so far that I like Tears of the Kingdom more, which does that mean it's my favorite Zelda game? Because before I would tell people Breath of the Wild is my favorite Zelda game. And so in that sense, are my top three tiers Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker? I think that might be the case, but I almost want to lump like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom together. Like I lump all three Lord of the Rings movies together and call it. What if Wind Tears Wind of the Kingdom just absolutely shits the bed in the last <laughs> act and just like completely falls apart? I think mean, that'd be hilarious, but I, <laughs> I just somehow doubt it. Um, I, re- yeah, I really do. Yeah. But I, I, my main takeaway was I really like Wind Waker. I mean, I had Wind Waker as a winner of five out of eight categories and a runner up to two of them. Another takeaway that I think we've discovered as we've had this episode is that our tastes are very similar because almost they are. all of them we just flip flopped. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Um, and. Because I like when people are like me. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but it just, I mean, I, not that I like Wind Waker was like that. That wasn't a surprise to me. But it's like there was a time where I was writing these down where I was like, "Is Wind Waker my favorite Zelda game?" Then I was like, "No, there are other things that factor in too." And and you mentioned like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword like not being on here. I mean, Twilight Princess I think shines in dungeons more oh, um, yeah. mostly. Um, yeah. I, Tell us where Skyward Sword shines. Yeah, you you notice I was really struggling (laughs) to just get out get out of talking about that entirely. (laughs) Don't even want to engage in that conversation. Um, Yeah, this was this was fun. This was a great exercise, and I think it's it's more fun than just being like let's rank the Zelda games. Um, This is a nice way of doing it without like I mean I guess we're rankings. We have a runner up and such. We're technically naming our top two, but I like tackling it this way as opposed to giving like a definitive list of an overall favorite. Yeah. And I like considering, um, well, cause we would be considering this series if we were just ranking the games, but I like really sussing out parts of each one. Yeah. It made um, me think about the Zelda games in a different way, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, yeah, I've just, you make me really want to, after this podcast, play tears of the kingdom. Yeah. yeah and so I'm going to do that and I'm going to too. Yeah. Um, but um, first, tell me what you've been doing lately. Yeah, so I've been doing a couple things. Um, didn't mention last time, Edgar and I have been watching um, Impeachment, uh, the American Crime Story. Oh, yeah. How is uh, that? It's very good. Um, it's very good. 
I was telling Edgar um, that, you know, when the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal was happening, you know, and I'm sure you remember it, we were aware that it was going on, at least I was, but I didn't know really any of the details. I didn't either. Um, So watching the show is very fascinating. Um, And it's just well acted and well directed and well written. Like, even though I know the ultimate outcomes of everything, I'm still very invested. Yeah. I've also been playing Final Fantasy 2 off and on, uh, returning to it and not abandoning it. Um, and boy, is it a weird, ambitious disaster. <laughs> oh, maybe I will still play it, though, if it's fast. Um, it is fast. I'm like halfway through the game and I played for four hours. Awesome. Then I will yeah. play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. And um, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, diving into it. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us what we've been you've been doing? And then let's maybe do like. Teensy Incy, no spoiler, Tears of the Kingdom up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I obviously the only video game I've been playing is Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I had been playing Dragon Quest Eight and Fire Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, and I put them both down for Tears of the Kingdom um indefinitely. I let's see, I, and then I watched I watched three movies. I watched I rewatched The Matrix, I rewatched Alien, both like perfect movies in my yeah. opinion. Um, and I saw Evil Dead Rise, which was a blast. It yeah, was, we to um we will do, a, do one. some Evil Dead content at some point. Yeah. Um uh, my only request is we do not do Army of Darkness. Fair enough. Which maybe actually is a reason to do it because I have some issues with it even though I think it's enjoyable. It's just I honestly I haven't even seen the 2013-2014 one, but I would rather like do that one and watch it. Um but yeah, yeah, Evil Dead Rise was great. I it had um not, maybe not enough comedy that I kind of want. Like no one's gonna try to like copy Sam Raimi. Like you just can't. And no one's gonna try to copy Evil Dead Two because it just it can't be done. Yeah. But I, I think they did a really good job. The actress, uh, the lead actress of it. I mean, really, all the actors were great. The lead actress, I'd never heard of her, Alyssa Sutherland. She was phenomenal. Um, it's a great time. My main complaint is that the lighting really sucks. There are a lot of scenes where you can like not tell what's going on, not because of quick cuts, but just it's dark, which is unfortunate. Um, and I'm reading a book, Aaron. You? Yeah, I'm reading a book, a real what one, you, a real book. A, a true, honest to God book. What are yeah, you reading? I started Dune. Whoa, this is very exciting. Yeah. And I will say like I'm reading. a. I, I, it's not like I, I don't want to read. I just don't because I like doing other things more. One of the reasons I will admit um, that I am reading is to help my sleep. And it is actually I don't want to like jinx myself, but two nights in a row of reading Dune uh, slept Put great right to sleep. Yeah, well, not put me to sleep, <laughs> but like just without, you know, staring at a screen. I've been trying to turn my phone off and not play video games within maybe 45 minutes to an hour of when I go to bed. And it's my God, is it hard? Is it feel like a serious addiction? Would it but, would it discourage you to tell you that the true plot of the Dune series doesn't even really begin until book three? Well, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I Maybe I honestly am already satisfied with if I don't finish anything but the first book um boy what's really exciting is having seen david lynch's dune and having seen uh denis villeneuve's dune both of which i like for different reasons the denis villeneuve dune is way better but uh it's really fun to see because i didn't know like what the pacing of the book like the fact that chapter one is the gum jabbar scene is awesome what a way to hook the audience Uh immediately and then the chapter two is like Baron Harkin and monologuing about how he's going to 
is going to kill Leto. Like, it's chapters great. one and two in a row. Like, hot damn. It's great. That's how so most great. of the Doom books are. Like, they start and you're like, oh, shit, we're in it now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm having a good time with that. Well, I'm very excited to to hear that. Um, I also have listened to the book on tape version, the audible version, mm-hmm. um, and it's very well done. Um, hmm. They have like different people reading the different voices. It's not all one person. Oh, interesting. Um, and especially when you get to the climax of the book, um, I would strongly advise you to somehow get a hold of it and listen to like the last chapter on the audiobook version. Okay. Um, it is very well performed. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Tears Corner. Tears Corner. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, listen, you Grinches out there. We're not going to give spoilers, so don't complain. We're just going to give uh, what? Like a, a maybe a brief little snippet of something we've done. Yeah. If I say something that you think is too much, just stop. Interrupt me and stop me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll say my general impressions are, and I kind of hinted at this, is like, I think it it improves on Breath of the Wild in way more ways than it doesn't. Um, or okay. that like I've, I feel like it's like five steps forward for every step back. And I don't just pull that on my ass. I don't know if that actually makes sense, but no, it makes sense. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I think it might be my favorite Zelda game already, which is weird to say um, already because I feel like I'm like maybe 10 percent in. <laughs> um, I've put a solid chunk of time. I have been playing a lot and I feel like I have man, I have a lot to do. And yeah. I, I, I was trying to resist doing what I did with breath of the wild, which was like, go unlock all the towers and unlock the whole map and find a bunch of shrines. So I can quickly warp back to places I was. I, I, I resisted for a while. I made it a lot longer than I did in breath of the wild, but I have now succumb and I have almost unlocked (laughs) the whole map. Gotcha. Well, I mean, but again, about breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom, like, that's not bad. That's not the wrong way to do it. It's it's not. The the thing that I the, the real open world games as I've said many times are like they overwhelm me in a good and bad way and wh- I always feel like I'm not appreciating open world games enough when I tackle them in a way like that. Um or if I like fast travel around too much cuz like you know by launching myself up in a tower and using that as a way to fly down to something that I saw stopped me from taking the normal path to get to that thing. And maybe along that path, I would have found a side quest or some Koroks or, you know, and I'm, I, and there might be some areas like that, that I might never find because of the way that I'm traversing the game. Now, Nintendo gives you the ability to do that. And I, and bless them for it. But the, the, I love the ability to engage with the open world in even more of a way. The verticality is even crazier than in breath of the wild if we even thought that was possible which again which is great but i it is i'm getting very easily distracted by side quests and random things and don't get me wrong there are times where i'm running around and i'm like i really need to do the side quest and then i find an npc and like shit i gotta do that side quest first (laughs) and then i'm like oh korok needs to find his friend like ah and then like i forget what i was doing entirely better better crucify him yeah oh my god yeah um and yeah, the uh, the building, uh, we talked about this offline, like uh, it, it can be a little bit of a pace killer. Um, I, I'm not going to explain to you why, but I don't dislike it as much as I did when we've been talking. And, and granted, I still overall, I think I actually do kind of like it. 
Um, I'm not as down on it as I was before, but I'm not going to tell you why. Yeah, I'm not down as down on, on it as I was before, but the reason being is I think it's a me problem. I think part of why I'm slightly resistant to the building mechanics is that I feel like I'm not being as clever as the game wants me to be. And that makes me feel dumb. Mm, I get that. Do you, yeah. Do you I, feel that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I've occasionally felt that way. Yeah. I, I, like, I totally I, get it. I've solved a lot of problems by being like, there's probably a really cool, clever way to do this. I'm just going to build a big fucking bridge. <laughs> like I've uh, done that several times. Yeah. Uh, I, I've done that a couple times and I'll eventually I'll send you like a screenshot that I took of what I thought was like my genius moment. Um, which is funny because I'm sure there are probably like tons of people who have done it the exact same way because all the parts were there, but I just felt so clever. And I like that. I like when a game makes me feel smarter than I am. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will say my tears of the king ex- experience is going well. Um, something that I was anticipating negatively is i'm like i i sunk like what 100 plus hours in breath of the wild like i spent so much time in that hyrule like i don't know if i have it in me to kind of traverse it all again yeah um that was kind of in the back of my mind same either i really forgot a lot of hyrule um or they've made changes because without spoiling anything they do make it is both and i'm discovering it's both but um, either way, it's keeping Hyrule fresh for me, um, which yep. I really appreciate. Which I well, I, I think I texted you this too. Is like if I'd replayed Breath of the Wild right before this, I would be tired. Yeah, thank God you didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of was chipping away at it bit by bit, and I'm and I'm glad that I stopped because I yeah. I mean, I remember I, I just was exploring an area today where I'm like I was just here like two months ago when I was playing Breath of the Wild for like three hours. Like, yeah. it, and it looks exactly the same. So I, I haven't had that experience only with like a few like hub areas. Um, but the actual like wilds of Hyrule, um, luckily, I don't really remember. Yeah. And I and I know a couple people who are playing Breath of the Wild for the first time now. And I don't know if they listen or they're going to listen to this episode. Um, but I guess I'll just say to you, I, I'm sorry if you want to play Tears of the Kingdom right after you play Breath of the Wild. I highly encourage you to do that. However, it might get, it's going to get, it could potentially could get stale. I mean, that's a lot of, it's hundreds of hours, multiple hundreds of hours being poured into this Hyrule. Granted, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom offers quite a lot that's new. And maybe you love this Hyrule so much that you don't care. But I, I think it, it could be too much. Um, I, I will say yeah. too, um, part of what makes it work is the fact that without spoiling it, your power set is different. And so the ways in which you can interact with Hyrule are different than the ways in which you could in Breath of the Wild. And that does a lot to reinvigorate the world. Yes. And I think that Nintendo has justified the existence of this game. I like the power set more in this than in Breath of the Wild. I think that's one of the improvements. Um, Agreed. And the way that you can use some of them in combination, I think are insanely innovative. Um. Not that like reversing time mechanics are anything is anything new, but the way that Nintendo has used it, I think is pretty incredible. Yeah, so far, um, the the puzzles are definitely tickling my brain. Um, They're pretty solid across the board. Yep. 
Um, yep. Also, one. this will be my last point before we go. Um, I do love that uh, both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, you don't have to, again, like you don't have to necessarily solve puzzles the way I think the developers were intending. Yeah. Like I you can build a puzzle. bridge. You can build a bridge or you can do what I did in a shrine, which is like there was fire melting ice cubes and you're supposed to block off the fire. But I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to strap a bunch of giant ice cubes together, throw it on. And before it melts, dive through the door. And I did. <laughs> I tried that. I think I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about. I tried that. And then I realized what the actual solution was. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I legitimately thought that, that was what you're supposed to do is like what you just described. Um, yeah, I did it. And as I did it, I was like, I don't think that's how you were supposed to solve that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was actually one that that was a good example of one of them where I felt stupid when I figured out like, oh, my God, <laughs> of course. But <sighs> it's uh, it's a credit to the game that like you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, you crazy kid, get out there and play some Tears of the Kingdom. Do it. Do it.